0: Hey everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, and Jimmy Saeed, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today?
1: Good. You are talking to a fan of the of a basketball team that is now ranked forty fourth in America in the ever important net rankings. Forty fourth. That's good. Put your
0: hands in the sky, y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah. it yeah, look, it's really good. Hey, and listen, let's just go ahead and jump right into this. First of all, I I do need to get this out of the way. We are doing this. from. I'm doing this from my car again. I don't know if Jimmy's He's somewhere
1: else. He's not in my car. That's
0: all I can say is Jimmy is not in my car, nor is he at the McDonald's or Taco Bell across the street from me on Highway 280 in Chelsea right now.
1: That's all I know for sure. Um, I am at my office on my cell phone.
0: Okay, so I had to fly to... Uh, Newark, New Jersey, and then get a lift over to Brooklyn yesterday and then drive back. And I had also stayed up for the national championship. And the night before, I'd also stayed up for a supper club uh, where adult beverages were served. And so I did all this. And I was like, I was so in and out of it yesterday. Even during the game, I was kind of falling asleep and staying awake, falling asleep, staying awake. It was a thing, man. But um, (laughs) then I had to get up at 3 o'clock central time this morning to fly back and quick uh, story about me and just being very fortunate. I'm I'm in first class cause the first class seat was only like $50 difference from the coach seat. You know how sometimes those late flights are. And so I'm sitting there in first class and Quentin Williams walks in with his girlfriend. And when he walks in, he's like where I'm supposed to be sitting and his girlfriend's on the, across the aisle also in first class. And um, he said, Hey man, do you mind? switching cities for me and i said shit you're and williams i'd i'd get off the plane if you asked me <laughs> i mean you know and he said okay cool and so you know we fly we we fly from newark to atlanta and we get off as soon as i'm getting off like we were in literally the first row and so i i moved this other dude out of the way and i'm, I'm i show Quentin on my phone where he and i took a picture together at the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game, which was probably, I guess, like 2015 season, I guess, 2015 season, probably, and um, yeah. in Hattiesburg, because I called the game right. for the HSA Radio Network, and um, he was like, oh, my God, that is so cool, you know, that you still have this, and so the girlfriend said, well, y'all got to get another picture, and I said, oh, hell yeah, we do, so she very nicely took another picture for us, and he was just the nicest dude, and in true Quentin Williams form, like, People don't understand if you've never met him, and I'm not going to pretend that I have a relationship with the guy, but he honestly cannot be any nicer and cannot be any more polite. People say that about their school's athletes all the time, and it's not always true. This guy literally is that guy. He is so polite and nice. And we were about to take a picture, and he said, wait a minute, y'all, a bunch of people are about to get off the plane, so let's not block their way. And I was sitting there, you know, Stupid old me wasn't thinking about them at all. He was thinking about everybody else on the plane. Um, but and he had a pair of shorts on. and You can see it on the Twitter feed uh, that were eccentric. Maybe he got them at Dennis Rodman's yard sale. I don't know. A little different. And also wearing shorts at 3 in the morning, leaving the Newark airport seemed a bit of an odd choice to me. But you know what? He's big and he's hot. And he wore shorts. <laughs> so. Uh, but he just couldn't be any nicer. And it was, so it was a cool story. So – Bottom line is, I didn't get to watch every um, agonizing, fun, passionate minute of the Alabama-Auburn game last night because my sleep schedule is completely thrown off. It's like I've been to Australia back in three days. But um, anyway, I couldn't be any damn happier as an Alabama basketball fan all my life. I know not all of us are that way. And the funniest, the best thing of all, of all this, Jimmy, and I'm going to let you do a lot of talking here in a second, is that is going on Twitter this morning and seeing the reaction from Auburn fans like, "Oh, Alabama's too good to storm the court." I'm like, "No, you're not good enough to storm the court for. You're undefeated, <laughs> which is fine, and you're a better you're a better basketball program than us right this minute, this very second. Yep. Auburn is a better <clears throat> program and better team than us. We we admit <clears throat> that. Alabama fans yep. all over admit that. Yep. But you took the L. Take the L and move on. Don't tell me anymore about the refs when we got hosed in Jordan Air this year. Don't tell me anymore about all that crap. Just say, we lost. Hey, you know, you were better last night. That's what Auburn fans should say and move on. Instead, I've gotten everything else. Uh, one of the former writers, I want to say Justin Hokinson, maybe, um, I think he used to write for Rivals or something. He, he posted on there about how, oh, how petty of the Alabama official Twitter site to, uh, reference Anthony McLamore saying, I love to see the look on Alabama's faces when they lose. Well first of all, he hadn't seen it very much. And secondly, <laughs> if you're gonna open your mouth, yeah, somebody might put their foot in it. You know
1: what I mean? They he he deserved I mean again, I mean he, he trash talked before the that's trash talking. He trash talked the entire program before the game. He loses the game. He deserves to have it thrown in his face. I would say the exact same thing if our guy did it. If we trash talk them exactly. and lose, oh, we're going to hear about that, and we should. So We should. And that's... here's the other thing. He missed a dunk.
0: If you're going to trash talk and then miss a dunk, it kind of sucks for you. I mean, and it's, and it's going to go away. This too shall pass. This will be about 10 seconds of nothingness, but, you know, Don't and you don't need anybody else standing up for you. In Mclemore's defense, it wasn't him coming out on Twitter going, "Hey, y'all are making fun of me." That wasn't him. I don't think he's that kind of guy. He's a smart dude. It was other guys coming to him saying, "Hey, well, he's a you know he turned down offers from MIT and Harvard and all that's great." The Alabama Twitter feed didn't say shit about that. They just said, "Hey, you know what? Our faces look pretty good afterwards. What do you think about that?" That's all they said. They didn't say Mclemore is a horrible human being because he's not. He's a good person who's really smart who happened to trash talk and take the L and I'm really sorry about that but that's what that's why it's never good to talk trash because that shit comes back around and you know Auburn again I can't say this clearly enough for any Auburn fan that happens to be listening Auburn right this minute not historically but right this minute is a better program than us even though we won last night they're a better Correct. program than us this minute that may change soon. It might. I hope it does. I'm not going to get my hopes completely up just yet. It might change because I think Bruce Pearl, though I do not really like him as a coach, I think he's a great coach. Um, great. And somehow, some way, he gets uh, his teams to play really hard. And somehow, some way, he's even though Okoro was highly ranked and the Sharif Cooper guy is highly ranked, and so is Austin Wiley, he finds some guys like Anthony McLemore or Jared Harper mm-hmm. who aren't super highly ranked kids but man, he makes them into dudes, and and I respect that. So respect the fact that Nate Oates took a bunch of guys who have not been playing very well together, and not been playing, haven't not, have not had a lot of chemistry, and we're not a deep bench, and we're injured as sons of bitches. We got hurt people everywhere. Respect the fact that Nate Oates took you to school, and that's what he did. And it wasn't because of the officials, because we won by 19 which is the second largest margin of victory over any top five team this year. So that's something that we should hang our hats on. I don't think we should storm the court for it. I don't want to. If y'all want to storm the court, go for it. You get fined $100,000 every time you do it, more power to you. Y'all should save that money for Gus Malzahn's contract. Instead, y'all want to storm the court. That's cool. We don't, and that's just our thing. Y'all roll your own yard. We don't do that either. There's just different things that each school does. So what what is so funny how sensitive I saw so many people on Twitter about this when it's like, hey, sometimes you just lose, and it's okay. Even if you are the better team, sometimes you lose, just like we lost as the better team and better program in Jordan-Hare earlier this year. Rant over.
1: I would, only, uh, I would only support the idea of Alabama storming a basketball floor in one – there's only one team I, 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 that I'm on board with storming the floor. If we beat and, and it's under a condition, that team is Kentucky, well, Kentucky. Oh, damn it. if we damn beat it. Kentucky in Tuscaloosa and they are ranked high, like in the top five or, or maybe even the top 10, if it's a really good Kentucky team, then yeah, I, 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 I mean because they're, I, 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 they're they're historically much 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 better than us. They're the premier basketball program in the Southern United States and in the SEC. Uh, and in years that they're vintage, like wow, this is this is a typical awesome Kentucky team. Uh, yeah, storm the floor if we beat them. Other than that, we should never storm the floor when we beat anyone because we are historically the second best basketball program in this league and we should act like it even though we've been basically shit for 15 years or more <laughs>
0: that, That's the thing. we should we should act like it as a team too because we have not acted like it as a team if the fan base hasn't acted like it and the team hasn't acted like it, i mean and maybe this coach will get it turned around but we are and i know that's hard for some people to swallow because they look at it like hey, what the hell, it, you know, and Minnesota was a football power back in the 40s too, but it wasn't that far away. It <laughs> no, wasn't, wasn't that long
1: ago. It was not that long and ago.
0: Also, the fact that Kentucky is in our conference skews the numbers so badly, just like if you want to say, oh, who's the best team in the ACC in football the last eight years? If you just looked at that, those eight years and said, oh, my God, is Clemson the only team in that conference? Because I don't see anybody else. That's how you would think that Clemson to the ACC football right now is Kentucky to SEC basketball forever. And, yep. you know, that's cool. But that's um, it, uh, anyway, I just think it's it's kind of funny that also, also I've seen a lot of Auburn fans say, um, oh, y'all should, you know, y'all should act like y'all act like y'all beat uh, good for y'all to beat a, a powerful school once in a while. I'm like, you guys, first of all, you guys weren't good until two and a half years ago. You were so new money. And, and this what you are also new money. You're new money in the way that people win the lottery, but not like the big lotto. They win like that medium sized lotto, and then they're broke in a year because they don't know how to manage it. That's what's going to happen to Auburn basketball eventually. We all know this, right? I mean, yeah, they're, they're so not, new money.
1: They're so new money. They're not even like Amazon, they're new money like Snapchat owner. Or whatever the hell was invented last year that's popular, <laughs> you know. It's not even Amazon what? new money. It's whatever is hot on the <laughs> internet to, and social media today. That's how new they are. Yeah, they are
0: pet rock new money. Like cause eventually people are gonna realize we don't. This isn't what we want to do. We can get our own rocks and paint on them. So, I'm, and that's fine. And I still respect what Auburn has done. Going to the yes. Final Four isn't an Me accomplishment. Too. That's a good thing. Oh, it's thing. crazy. Congratulations. No I, I'm jealous of that. Okay? Yeah. I'm jealous of that. I f- freely admit that. But I also freely admit, as as should Auburn fans, that all things remaining equal, this, thing, this pendulum's going to swing back, and it swings back further in our favor when it does. It's just taking it a little bit longer than we all thought it would.
1: Yeah, a hundred years—a hundred years or so longer than we thought it would. But now, my favorite, <laughs> my, my, my favorite, uh, uh, my favorite tweet so far is from an Auburn fan, but from one of the national, uh, one of the national pundits. I think it was Aaron Torres, who's a, a, a national sports radio guy. He he said the story last night wasn't that undefeated top five Auburn lost. That's not the story. The story is that Alabama has turned the corner. That that this this team has been promising and they're finally healthy they're finally understanding the system and and this 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 team is good this team is good this this won't look you know you may think it's a shocking upset today by the end of the year this won't won't really look like such a shocking upset um and so that's my favorite take on it and it's what I agree with a hundred percent uh I think by the end of the season, we will wonder, uh, we'll look back and go, gosh, Alabama probably should have been favored by five or six points. Not that Auburn isn't any good, but just saying, Auburn, that was a market correction game. It was a market correction game. Auburn wasn't a 15-0 top five team. That, that's not really, they're not really that good. And at the same time, Alabama was not an 8-7 and seven team. <laughs> that's, that's who they were in November when the team was injured and sick uh that, no, that's right yeah that, so alabama is much better than eight and seven auburn isn't really 15 and oh uh and and the market corrected itself that's what happened
0: that's a great way to put it because
1: that's so true and you know it's
0: more true in in college basketball probably or basketball in general than any other sport in terms of because the sport kind of does get broken up like in baseball you know you're going to play every weekend and but in, in college basketball, you start during the football season when nobody's paying attention. And then like you get to Christmas and there's all these breaks and you're like, oh my God, Duke's playing Gonzaga in Hawaii for some reason. And then, you, you know, all that shit's going on. And then you finally get in the conference play and you are you could be a whole other team by then. Yeah, you could you, team uh, changes. Louis C.K. had a great bit about um, traveling long distances domestically. He said, you know, he said, I- I'm so sick of people bitching about flying from L.A. to New York. You know, t- oh, it takes five hours. It's such a pain in the ass. And He's like, first of all, you know you're like a Greek god right now. You're in a chair in the sky. <laughs> and secondly, he said, when you used to want to go from New York to Los Angeles, that used to take five years. And by the time you got there, you were a whole different set of people. And and by the time you got midway there, you died and they, just, oh, they didn't even bury you. They just put some rocks on top of you with a stick and your hat. And then they left, and the guy you were walking with starts screwing your wife, and they have a whole new family. <laughs> By the time they get to the West, <laughs> he said, I'm sick of people bitching about flights.
1: That is awesome. Yeah, that's a good yeah, He's
0: like, you're a Greek god right now. And he said, he said, this, uh, he said this other guy, um, when like, Wi-Fi first came on the plane, he said, you know they said oh you know want we'll to let you know we have wi-fi on this plane and he said so him and the guy next to him open up their computers and start getting on it but after like five minutes they had a bug in it and they said oh my god we're so sorry it just didn't work and and we you know we'll have to get it on the next flight sorry about that and he said the guy slams his computer down and goes this is bullshit and he looks at him and goes dude how does the universe owe you something that you didn't know existed five seconds ago <laughs> Uh, I mean, I love He's all these the old Louis C.K. jokes, and that's all we can have, is because you know, of course, you can stuff that, that you can tell we won.
1: Good. You can tell we beat Auburn when we're quoting Louis C.K. <laughs> the entire next podcast, <laughs> <laughs> laughing, just laughing and cutting up because we beat Auburn. That is right. Now and we got to beat Missouri. Now is. we now we got to beat Missouri, who's a pretty decent team. Uh, I looked it up Missouri's net is in the seventies. That might not sound like it's good but remember a couple things. Number one, there's 350 teams. So they're right. Like, you know, when you're ranked in the 70s out of 350, that's actually pretty good. Secondly, uh, while if you're ranked in the 70s, you're not getting in the NCAA tournament, you're also not way out of it. In fact, you're solidly in the NIT. Uh, You know, you're a pretty good team. So this is a pretty good team. One thing about the SEC it's not brutal. It's not the ACC or, or, or the Big East in, in 1985. Um, it's not that. But uh, it, it is true that uh, when you're in the SEC, you got to play well or you're going to lose. It doesn't matter who your opponent is. Ask Kentucky, who lost to South Carolina last night. Uh, you know, when, when you're in this league, uh, you, you better play well or, or the loss is coming to find you.
0: And here's the other thing. College basketball in general, while we can say, oh, yeah, they're in the net 70s, whatever, and we're net 44, so we should easily beat them. Number one, we're going to be coming off a big-time high, and they got their asses kicked in Starkville on Tuesday night, only putting up like 40-something points. I mean, they stunk. So, you know, they're going to be looking for a a nice turnaround game. And secondly, I would argue that (laughs) maybe outside of Gonzaga, and, and maybe Duke, who lost to Clemson the other night, by the way. Um, maybe. Uh, the next 40 teams are all about on the same page in college basketball. And yeah. the next 40 after that aren't far away. This year, while everybody loves to talk about how much they love parity, I kind of think this college basketball season stinks because there's, we're not chasing anybody. Everybody kind of sucks. I mean, everybody <laughs> has these obvious flaws that they're not very good. I mean, Gonzaga – is a good, really good team. There's no historically good team out there. There's no UNLV early nineties or, or Duke team from just about any period to chase, you know, and Kentucky, like you said, they went to South Carolina and they just fiddle farted around the whole game. They finally tied it up and you're thinking, okay, they'll go to OT and win and South Carolina banks one in for the victory. And um, it, you yeah. know, you're kind of like, I kind of feel I'm opposite of everybody else. I'm kind of like, well, that sucks. I mean, because South <laughs> Carolina's not going to make the tournament, and I don't want them to if they do. And I kind of want Kentucky to be good, so at least I have somebody to root against. I'm not.
1: Who, who do you root against this year? Like you said, maybe Gonzaga looks kind of head and shoulders above everyone else, but I'm not sure I'd bet the mortgage on them winning it. To, to me, I. I uh, I, I will think it's fun this season. I will find a way to think it's fun this season <laughs> that when the NCAA tournament starts, I think most years when the NCAA tournament starts, you kind of look at those 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 seeds, one, two, three, and four, and, and and realize that it would be completely shocking if one of those 16 teams doesn't win the yeah. national championship. This year, you might want to go all the way down to eight seeds maybe even nine seeds <laughs> and, and and someone that's a top nine seed could very conceivably win the whole thing someone's gonna have to win it and uh who knows it might be fun with the final four made up of gonzaga duke uh cal and uh In Alabama, alabama <laughs> central florida Hey, don't rule it out. Oh, no, I mean, that
0: would suck. Oh, that would – Jimmy, no, don't ever – you don't ever <laughs> say those four schools in the same sentence again. That would be horrible. Are you kidding me?
1: Uh, I was just making I'm, up names. But uh, I'm just saying, uh, I, I think – because, you know, obviously it's fun when the vintage teams are great and the Final Four are all great. Kentucky, Indiana, Michigan State, Kansas, and and they're all great. That's exciting too. But about a year where uh, – you make the tournament, you got a chance to win it. Maybe this is the year multiple well, one-seeds lose to 16s in the first round.
0: And, and I that there is an argument there to say, okay, that adds to the drama. I, I get that. But, you know, it, it also says parity means everybody's about 500. That's, that's the NFL right. with the exception of a couple of teams. I don't ever want that for college football, and I don't like it for college basketball, and I look at the NBA, and it's is sometimes it's kind of the same thing. I don't want a bunch of 500 teams winning championships, even though, I look, I'll, I'm guilty of this weekend. I'm going to pull my ass off for Derrick Henry because I want Derrick Henry in the Super Bowl. That is, But that is strictly me being an Alabama homer. That's not me being, right. hey, this is what's best for the sport. What's best for the sport is for Kansas City to probably play San Francisco. I mean, even though playing – Green Bay is kind of cool, you know, first Super Bowl, second yeah. Super Bowl, actually. First and second Super Bowls, um, rematches, whatever. But, you know, I'm pulling for Derrick Henry because he's been such a badass, and I enjoy watching him because I'm an Alabama homer. Um, that being said, all this, going back to your comment about Missouri, first of all, the Locked On Mizzou guys want to wanna do a crossover episode tomorrow with us. So we need to make that the happen. guys? Um, oh, what guys? Locked On Mizzou. Locked oh, on really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Let's do it. We're getting out there, Jimmy. We're getting out there, man. We're we're just we're bouncing all over the place. We got shit happening, guys. If you want to get on this sponsorship train, you better do it. Pringles, it's official. We're train. out. We're out.
1: <laughs> the
0: surprise. Yeah, I we got to come up with a better. Let's not put that on a shirt or anything. <laughs> like <laughs> me and you, just wear a shirt that says "We're finally out, guys."
1: Yep. Uh, my volume
0: is going to be so screwed up on this podcast. There's no doubt about that.
1: They, um, they know we're not out. I speak about Ariana Grande too much. <laughs> yeah, you're you're
0: still in, but you're
1: you're I'm borderline
0: in pedophile in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's, you know what, you know when 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 my wife and I were discussing my celebrity crush being Ariana Grande, one of the first times, she she's like, "Can not you pick someone that's not a child?" And, and so I had the, I had this prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I had this prepared. But I had this prepared, so I said because I, I researched some birthdays. So this is what I had coming back. I'm like, so you think it would be more appropriate if I said that my celebrity crush is Kate Upton? And she said, yes, yes, Kate Upton. That's fine. I said, Ari is older than Kate Upton. No, she's not. That's she I isn't. don't.
0: I refuse to believe that.
1: I, I, I believe that's true. That she's mean, either day, the, there's no way she's either older or within a year ariana's 25 or 26. yes but Kate's I about mean, 20, but 25 upton. or 26. i think so but Let's, kate
0: upton has the body of a 1922 <laughs> pinup model that's what she is and i mean i would say that in the best oh, way but you know
1: no, but, i don't believe like Ariana. in a renaissance She's my crush. I don't believe she's the, the most beautiful woman in the whole world. That's two entirely separate things. I just like I just like Ari. She's funny and she's incredibly talented, and I like some of the songs. And, and she is cute. So that's that's, that's I why feel I feel she's like it easier. Crush. But we could we could do yeah, a whole other list. Of would... Who's the most beautiful woman in the whole world? We we could do we could do a whole podcast on that. I'm cool with that. And uh, and and I wouldn't even bring up Ari's name for that. I don't believe.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you, see, like Kate Upton is the closest thing to Vicki Smith, AKA Anna Nicole Smith. Um, and that I'm, I'm a big, in fact, I liked Anna Nicole when she was Vicki Smith better. I mean, when she was Vicki Smith, I mean like, oh my God, she was so smoking to me. And then Anna Nicole was smoking too, but then she started doing so much work. And I'm like, you got to quit doing this work. I mean, yeah, you're going to, you're going to plump up in a couple of places. I mean, that's your body type. I mean, you're a bigger kind of woman a little bit, but man, you're fantastic. Stop doing these things. And I feel like Kate Upton is sort of the same way, but she's not doing the work to herself right now. It doesn't seem like, I mean, she might later, but like Ariana Grande, I feel like while she is beautiful, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where, man, she's going to be, she's such a little firecracker. She's so much to keep up with. You're like, Hey man, can't we just can we just stay home and watch TV? I feel like I feel like Kate Upton would stay home and watch TV. You can, like every weekend, Ariana Grande is going to plan something like, "Oh no, we She's got a there. supper club," and uh, she just described my life. Actually, we got a supper <laughs> club. We got to do some other shit. Um, like Kate Upton looks like to me, like she'd be like, "Hey, if you if you picked up Ben and Jerry's on the way home, I'd split it with you." And then you know we could roll around a little bit, and then we could watch the game. Is that cool? I'd be like, "Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool." I don't yeah. know about that's. The, I have the worst fantasy about Kate Upton by the way.
1: I would just be poking fun of, <laughs> of, of of Ari. The whole she'd be she'd be like, "Are we gonna are we gonna stop and pick up Ben and Jerry's?" I'm like, no nah, let's just lick a few donuts."
0: Yeah, that's right. But see, like with her, if you're like, "Hey, let's go get a sweet treat," she's like, "I got an idea. Let's go to Dunkin' Donuts, and then let me just lick the donuts." I'm like, "No, that seems like it's kind of a felony.
1: Like people are getting in trouble <laughs> on the internet for doing that."
0: And you're, she's like, "No, let's do it, man." And I'm like, "Okay." By the way, on the other hand, I'll
1: you pay you 50? fifty. On the other hand, I'll pay you fifty dollars to watch you lick that donut. Yeah,
0: I'd be like, "Do you, do you have Kate Upton's number?" I kind of feel like.
1: I don't feel like I should call her. She, hey, you know, you're I, not my I was type. thinking when you said about Anna Nicole Smith, I thought. Of, I think I, I'm not an Anna Nicole Smith fan like you. I'm, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't rank her like you do. However, I fully admit this. I compare her to Sandy Koufax. She, she's yeah, she's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a Hall of Famer. But this is my thought. There was like only a four or for a four or five year period, Sandy Koufax was the best pitcher of all time Uh, but his career before that period and after that period were were, were not what it was in the four or five seasons in a row when he was completely dominating that's kind of like what she is to me and that there was right about the time she was probably in playboy i would say for that period of time i thought wow wow but before and definitely after eh, not for me
0: Playboy could have just paid her. They could have just done her for two years, not put any other women in there for two years, and they would have sold out every copy. And here's the other thing I'd say: that's a decent comparison. I get it, but in a way, Anna Nicole Smith did sign a billion-dollar contract, and Sandy Koufax never signed a billion-dollar contract. Now her <laughs> billion-dollar contract was tied in. Was tied into uh, Mayor,
1: <laughs> marrying a nearly that's dead fair. billionaire.
0: <laughs> and he was, he was so almost dead. Oh God. How, I don't know how you get uh, any closer to death than that guy looked all the time. Like I thought was, I
1: thought he was the coolest guy ever. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I mean, yes, sir. Yes, was, sir. Good for you, <laughs> sir.
0: How many aspiring businessmen did he spawn because they're they're in business school and they're like, this guy looks like a dried cranberry in a wheelchair, and and Anna Nicole Smith is literally all over him. There's no physical way for them to have sex, yet he seems to be having sex with her all the time, and I've got to do whatever it is to become as as successful as him.
1: That's good. He looks like a dried cranberry. A, a dried cranberry.
0: <laughs> but he did. I mean, did he? Did uh, you yeah. ever see pictures of him? And and he that's did. what's weird. Like you really didn't even know where his mouth was because everything was so wrinkled and and like oddly <laughs> hairy where it wasn't supposed to be. And and but all you knew was that he's smiling. Like, of course he's he got is. To be smiling. There, there are these gigantic bosoms right in his face. He's got to be loving this. I mean, and, like. Even at his age of 132, you know he's digging this, and but you don't know how it's working. And physically, it seems impossible, and their scientists still baffled by it.
1: And you can't oh. help but but know that if that dude, and no, I don't know his whole story, but if that dude had had daughters, they they hated her so much. Oh, they hated. Oh, he had sons. <laughs> no, babies. no one has hated <laughs> her. No one has hated a human being anymore So what happened. <laughs> and we're just all watching it unfold on on TMZ and just a- chuckling along. <laughs> there, there are two things I know for sure. Last
0: night, Bruce Pearl ate his sadness. And, and secondly, Anna, Anna Nicole Smith is, was never invited to their family reunion, ever. After that guy died, it's not like somebody said, oh, shit, y'all, you know who he didn't call? And Nicole, they'd be like, "Hell, no, we didn't call that broad Hell
1: no. <laughs> the memo the the email that went out to the whole family started with i've got I've got two pieces of bad news uh because of our because of our brand new budget, we have to move the family reunion this year from the Hamptons to this Applebee's in Iowa <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, but the good news com- <laughs> secondly." Anna's oh, coming. God.
0: Yeah, and she bought the Applebee's just to pick us off.
1: And bought the entire could. chain yeah. of Applebee's with chains she found in the uh, couch cushion. She bought the Applebee's chain and has invited us to her least favorite like, store I, in I Iowa. I guarantee you,
0: by the, time she, by the time she untimely passed, there had to be some times where she like took her bra off and $30,000 fell out. Because she was so rich... And, and just you know, like she just had money. She's so like, "Oh, that's where I, that's where I put that thirty
1: thousand dollars." Okay, I get it. Um, all right, back to Missouri. Oh, oh yeah, we're doing lockdown with Missouri. They're going to listen to this show, and they can't wait to work with us.
0: They, they are so canceling.
1: <laughs> like, um, these guys know anything about sports at all?
0: They have not talked about Alabama yet.
1: Do they even but, know who NATO? They seem to know Anna Nicole Smith is, but not Nate Oates. So, all right, well, what was this other
0: story last night to you? Because I think the story isn't, hey, John Petty, you know, finally found his stroke, or Kyra Lewis was – and I'll give an Auburn friend of mine named Randy Lee a lot of credit. He did say Kyra Lewis was the best player on the floor last night. It, 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 on a court that has Isaac Okoro, who may go in the top ten of the NFL draft – I mean, NBA draft next year, um, who's really, really good. And I think he's absolutely correct. And Kyle Lewis is also pretty close to being the youngest guy on the court, by the way. Um, But I I think the story still is that this time it kind of feels like we did turn a corner. It's not necessarily an individual player because, you know, let's also call a spade a spade. Galen Smith played, but he he can post up really well. It's after he gets the ball in the post, that's a problem. Um, Alex Reese was – Better than he's been, and he's also mm-hmm. better when he's not got the stomach bug. I mean, that's obvious, right? Um, but may, maybe he's come around a little bit, and we could dissect all that all we wanted to. But I think the true story is, and and we may not know until Saturday because, or even the next Saturday, because here's our next three games: Missouri at home, that's a must win. At Vandy, now they they're missing a couple of their best players. That's a must win. That's a must. And must at win. home against Kansas. So must
1: you know, win. All must oh We have to win all of those games because we'll be and, – and, and we Kansas should win. State. The only way – I mean, we're in – I mean, people won't believe this. They don't keep up with it day to day like we do, and I know this sounds nuts, but I, I'm, I'm adamant it's true. We're in the NCAA tournament today. We're in today. If they name the field today, we're in. We're one of the last in. We might even be in that play-in game. But we're in. We're bubble in, meaning we're on the yeah. bubble, but we're in. And – that's where we are today. So as long as we win the games we should, we'll probably stay in. But when you lose one you shouldn't, we're so close being bubble. You, you lose one quote bad game, lose one bad game, a game you shouldn't, you go from bubble in to bubble out just once. No, so and, and then you right. gotta win, then you gotta win your way back in by beating somebody good. And unfortunately, the way the league is set up this year in terms of who's good and who's not, I only see two games left that, that, that are winnable. See, I don't count at Auburn and at LSU as winnable. I hope I'm wrong. hope I'm wrong. I'm just we, – we deserve to be underdogs in those two games. But we play Arkansas at home and LSU at home. The, win those games and you can play your way back in because those would be huge wins even at home uh cuz those teams were ranked so high in the net. So uh yeah, these next three loop that you just pointed out, Missouri at Vandy and Kansas State, we will be favored to win all of those games and we need to win all those games and we need to have a better looking one loss record. I know we're in, but we're only 9 and 7. So there will be outcry over the 9 and 7 team getting in, but it's just a product of this great schedule we've played. But uh win all three, now we're 12 and 7 and uh maybe even solidly in, although I don't think we're going to get a big net bump in any of these three. We're 44. Now we could win all three of those games and still be what? 40, 41. Maybe we move up a spot, you know, for each win.
0: That's a great point. I mean, it's really like the Auburn game was a midterm exam. And then we've got three pop quizzes coming up where we already knew the answers. And, but, we can't just go get drunk the night before and be like, oh my God, I missed that class. You can't do that. You have to go finish these pop quizzes too, or it brings your overall grade down. And that's what's going to happen here if we screw this up. And and I, so, I don't know if you just heard, I'm trying to talk over the, the Uber conference person. I don't know if you just heard that. It says our call is going to end in five minutes. Somehow we blew through an entire podcast where we are ecstatic about a win over Auburn, and we have turned it all into shapely women from the (laughs) (laughs) mid-90s.
1: Let's throw in Donna Derrico while we're at it. Yeah. Rubenesque
0: women of the modern era.
1: (laughs) Let's mention mention football. We have signing day in three weeks. And uh, again, uh, for those who tune in for football, I will, I will predict right now it's prediction it's almost certainly going to be wrong. It's just how I feel today. I believe the only people we will sign on signing day will be kids currently committed to us. I I doubt we add anyone new. Javon
0: uh, Baker included?
1: Maybe Baker, definitely George, definitely Burroughs, maybe Baker, and that's it. That's what I'll tell you did today. Did you see
0: where Damian George? Did you see where Damian George was named to the Max Preps first team, all high school team nationally? Really?
1: I did not I thought, see that.
0: I'm, I'm like you. And and maybe this is one of those things like, like um, Forrest, um, I was going to say mm-hmm. Forrest Gump, Forrest Whitaker. Used Forrest to, not Forrest Whitaker either. Forrest, the, Davis. Forrest, Davis. Whitaker. <laughs> Forrest Davis. Jeff Whitaker. Forrest Davis and Jeff Whitaker. That would be Jeff so Whitaker. weird if, if Forrest, if Forrest Whitaker had a recruiting site, I would visit the shit out of that. Wouldn't
1: you? Yeah, it would be. He, he should name it after himself. Uh, what was his name? Lincoln? Well, Jefferson. <laughs> Jefferson. Jefferson was yeah. his name in Fast Times Ridgemont High. He was the baddest football it, player I've ever seen. So I got interested in recruiting.
0: He's got that one kind of screwed up eye. He'd be like, I have a real eye for recruiting. That'd be his tagline, you know? Um, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> but no, Forrest Davis Forrest Davis used to just like he would say he would look and see who everybody else in the industry is posting and he'd be like, Okay, I'm choosing that guy as my first name, All American. You know, oh well Forrest he he doesn't play anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's your opinion. Um but all right, we we literally are we gotta go because we're running out of time. But this was I, I don't give a damn that nobody else likes this this particular podcast on this day. This is one of yeah, my, my favorites ever to cut. Yep, it's, a, it's a damn good one.
1: Well, anytime we beat Auburn, it's going to be fun the next day, people. And uh, soak it in, folks. So with the Missouri people next, that's what we'll do. Locked on Mizzou. We'll we'll team up with them next time around.
0: We're going to do that tomorrow sometime. I've been sort of going back and forth with um with they're all up in my DMs, is I think what the kids say. Oh,
1: that's I don't know. That's how I old think- I am. I don't think the kids say the that referencing people. business deals. I don't think they say that referencing <laughs> referencing a business transaction like this is. That's more. That's more the I uh, said late DM's, night stuff. Not not BM. <laughs> that's how. Old. Yeah. See, our late night. We're so old. <laughs> our late night moves are BMs, not DMs.
0: That that, that would actually be cool if you were a proctologist and you had a like a billboard. You could say, "I'm all up in your BM." That would actually be pretty good, right? <laughs>
1: I'm going to slide into your BMs at our next appointment.
0: <laughs> or you can say, you can say hey, I'm Dr. Uh, you know, I'm Dr. Smith, a proctologist, and I can stick my thumb up your ass. <laughs> People say he couldn't stick his thumb up his ass. I can totally stick my thumb up your ass. Uh, okay. Wow. Well, this, this is good. gone. This is gone. Well,
1: never going to a proctologist again. <laughs> Never. I'm just is, cutting that out. I don't. I don't care right, that we're supposed right. to go for our health. All right. All right roll
0: out. everybody. <sighs>